killers, demons, ghosts outside Screaming you can run but you can't hide You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside But does he have a blimp? Why is he talking about a blimp? I think he's piloting a blimp at that moment. <laughs> really? Hey there, blimp. The Duff boy. Blimp? Yeah. I the Duff so. Blimp, yes. Because yeah. he wins the thing and yep. then they crash it just like the Hindenburg, right? That's the whole. That's exactly what happens. Cool. Um, hold on, I'm just going to adjust a little bit here. Okay, I'm actually good. So this week, um, I watched a short film. <laughs> Chris just kissed his microphone for some reason. I've I more rested my chin on it. What short film did you watch? Uh, it's called uh, Tommy Can't Sleep. Uh, Die Antwoord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the Jack Black one? Yep. Cool. I saw some headlines about that. People, horror yeah, people were getting Bl- excited about it this. It was on Bloody Disgusting, yeah. And I think just because it's them, because it was honestly, it was nonsense. It was complete trash. What? No good? I hated it. That's too bad. It's like, it's them. You know, they're quirky and it's potentially a little bit funny. Cheppy? Um, Jack Black's in it for like one shot, so it was you know it's not a real thing, and it's it's silly and it's terrible and it's not scary and it's not a real story and nothing happens. I don't know if I trust Jack Black to make great creative decisions at this point. I mean, what what has he done lately? Goosebumps. Uh, yeah, he was on Getting Dug with High. That's pretty funny. Getting Getting Dug with High. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the YouTube show where Doug Benson gets high. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Um, and he gets Jack Black gets too high and he freaks out really he has like a safety word like at the beginning of the episode he's like i have a safety word and i might say it because just so you know i don't do great when i'm high these days like i used to get high all the time with tenacious d and that's how we would write but lately i haven't been getting high so my wife's over there and i might say the safe word at one point and then one point in the episode he just kind of his face goes blank and then he looks off camera and goes cantaloupe cantaloupe <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah that sounds like a, a planned joke planned a little bit you think no he, he actually, you think he genuine. actually freaked out yeah He's totally. freaking out. You should. You need to watch this and I look at his face. I yeah. guess I will. All right. If you watch any episode again, Doug with High, it's probably a good one. All right, I'll do that. But yeah, the short by Diane Ward, I did not enjoy it at all. Thought it was terrible. Great. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. No good. There are there's so many horror shorts, and I mean, in the age of the internet, there are horror shorts, um, just galore. I mean, and always I feel like different horror news outlets are constantly being like, watch this short, watch this short, watch this short, and occasionally I'll check out some of them some of them will be good but it's overwhelming you know yeah the and i mean we very recently did vhs2 and the night before i watched vhs1 so like i've seen a lot of shorts very recently yeah and those are even longer than a lot of shorts i see online like some shorts are four or five minutes yeah between like five and ten is the typical like you know web short yeah did you see that jack in the box one oh you need to talk louder yeah no we're fine don't do it don't do it i'm fine um see i'm fine you don't need you don't need to i think it helped um <laughs> did you see the jack in the box horror one i sent you uh That's okay did i click that link how about the there's one that was like a 60 second horror short that i thought was so effective you have 60 seconds so what can you do with it shit and no, i didn't and even the abcs of death is like 26 shorts in a feature length movie so those are yeah. all two to three minutes yeah and uh how many abcs of death are there two there's two did you see them both or just one I, I didn't even make it through the first one. Oh. It was just like too much at the time I was watching it. But uh, are there big directors in that? Like, doesn't Adam yeah. Winger do one yeah, in yeah, both yeah. of them? I think a lot of big direct, big horror directors do shorts in those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really like Adam Winger's like short making. Like, I love. <laughs> Although, yeah. is it him writing them or he's just he's uh, directing? Simon Barrett. Is Simon writing. Barrett is usually is writing them. Okay. And the two of them now are doing. They just got. They just cashed in and took the big ticket to do the new Godzilla one. 
Godzilla versus King Kong, I think. Mm-hmm. So they're they're doing a big, huge studio film now. Was that um, who who did that last? Was that Sean Byrne? No, no. Who who did the other Godzilla? And then they went on to do. Uh, yes, we we just did one of their movies. It was Devil's Candy, wasn't it? No, that's Sean Byrne. No, right, of course. <laughs> Godzilla. What what have we done recently? Godzilla, and then they did Rogue One too, right? Yeah. Are we getting? Close? And they did one of the shorts. That's what it was. They did one of the shorts that we watched in VHS two. They did one of the VHS two shorts. Uh, really? Yeah, for Are sure. You, you're positive. Yeah. Okay. And so it wasn't Robot. It wasn't the zombie one. It was. It wasn't the alien one. It had to be the cult one. Mm, monsters, you son of a bitch! Monsters. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was wrong. I I, I freaking knew it because I listened to these episodes like 300 times so that I get them yeah. planted in my head. What happened? Good. Um, we got so. There. But yeah. But notoriously, like the people you knew and who have seen it and me, I hated that Godzilla movie. So is that maybe bad news? I th- I think it's bad news for horror fans. Like, yeah. For for yeah, those yeah, of yeah. us that want to watch Adam Winger do more good horror movies, maybe it's good news for big blockbusters because he'll probably do something really interesting with. Maybe we'll get some scary Godzilla stuff. Yeah, it could be boring. Could be. Once. But I kind of I kind of feel that that whole era of um all of those horror filmmakers like Ty West and Adam Wingard and Joe Swanberg. Um, I think it's kind of done. Like, I think they, they got it out of their system with their early VHS movies mm-hmm. and all those in, individual features. And now they're kind of moving on to other things, you know? Fair enough. That happens. And they'll they'll come crawling back. I hope so. You know, like uh, like the Ridley Scotts of the world. Yeah, but at the same time, we have um, other directors who can come in and fill their place, like Sean Byrne and like Jeremy yeah. Soliner, the guy who did Green Room and Blue Room. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, like th- there's no shortage of amazing up-and-coming horror directors. Agre- we don't need to lament yeah. Adam Winger doing a big Godzilla movie. Oh, but there's something special about getting like somebody, um, somebody's style, like that getting familiar in your head, you know, and Absolutely. Like, having a catalog to choose from rather than, you know. Well, that's why you should just go watch Blair Witch because Blair Witch is an Adam Winger yeah. horror movie. So, and you won't won't love it but there'll be things that you really I, like about it i know yeah. you mean me or you mean the listener i mean you and the scaredy cats out there like we i should watch it like with a specific eye on the fact that it was adam wingard yeah okay if you like adam wingard and you like the blair witch story then go watch the 2016 blair witch just do it like it's not it's oh, not amazing mean, okay the new one okay the I new thought, one yeah i'm like i've seen it dude why yeah. do i need to <laughs> no i mean oh, okay. adam winger did not direct the first one the i mean the 2016 blair witch cool okay sorry adam winger i yeah. really should do you, like i'll watch it with you I, w- I really do want to watch that one maybe we can do it for an episode and just be like fuck, fuck it. it fuck <laughs> it <laughs> just like fuck it let's just watch it we haven't even done the first player witch yet but let's just start with the 2016 yeah. one i would it. love to yeah? i'd love to watch really? it again. yeah you want to do it right now um yeah fuck it we could do it we could do whatever we want we totally could okay let's let's let that mole in the back of our minds for a second because yeah. i would love to and actually i should just start downloading it just in case and then we'll get back because we got a lot to intro about. Yep. Hope you all had a great Jaloon last night. Gosh diggity damn. Is it ever, is it Jaloon time? It's, well, I mean, at the time that this is going to come out, Jaloon was yeah. last night. That was so awkward. we celebrated officially. <laughs> That's true. Crazy, man. We did it. You we, were very pumped about this as you mentioned in which episode? Troll Hunter? I believe it was Troll Hunter. Is Troll that Hunter? the Jaloon song? Yeah, it's Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter, you talked about how you were specifically pumped to get to that point in the mid 30s. And you said it was going to happen in Jaloon, and now we're here. How does it feel? It feels, 
kind of tired and <laughs> <laughs> like it's been drinking wine in the morning. It feels fucking amazing. I can't believe we're here and like that it's so growing and that people seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, we got a lot of new listeners in the last couple of weeks. So we just want to say um, welcome to all of you people who have been tuning in lately. Yeah, if you're if you're liking our stuff on Instagram, if you're downloading the podcast for the first time, we're aware of that. We're uh, we're we're watching all you guys trickle in and go. Ooh, we we don't mind this. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Uh, let us know what horror movies you want to watch. We are now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Always text Chris Dave Saw. Mm-hmm. Easy to find. Very easy to find. Um, yeah. And definitely go to that Snapchat if you want to see some videos of Dave wearing dresses. Uh, dresses, uh, fidget spinning, playing video games, watching horror movies, yeah. um, walking down the street, all sorts of useless stuff. Um, head, head to Twitter if you want to see our clever jokes about horror news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, lots of little, lots of good little up-to-date stuff happening on Twitter. And uh, as always, Instagram, where um, the biggest component of the community is everybody just talking about all these movies that we watch. Yeah, after you listen to an episode, that's Instagram is the best place to just on the episode post, just let us know what you think about the episode. Let us know what you think about the movie. We definitely, like always, will get to some of those comments. Yeah, maybe we'll shout you out right in one of these episodes for leaving a comment. Doesn't matter which one. Go back and comment on the old posts if you want. Yeah, we always will dust off some old ones for sure. Absolutely. We don't we don't do it systematically. We do it very spontaneously, mm-hmm. randomly. One might say. <laughs> Or, you know, whichever comment is, <laughs> makes us feel the best <laughs> at that moment. Yeah. More hate. More hate, please. We, we need more hateful comments. We always ask for this. Um, we're not getting any haters and we want them now. Yeah. And I mean, what Chris is saying is like, we're not getting enough haters for Dave. Like, we just we need to make this even. We need to make. Am I getting some hate? No, you're not. I just okay. wanted to try I see. to. You're just. I see. Yeah. <laughs> and less less Illuminati posts, too. You know, we're already members of the Illuminati. I don't know. Clearly, you didn't get the memo. But yeah. Joe, yeah. fuck off. Thanks for inviting us to the Illuminati, Joe. That was a very nice thing to do via, ins- uh, via direct message on Instagram. But we got we're, it taken care in. of. We're good. We're in. And you're clearly not because we haven't heard of you. Yeah. Who's this Joe? And those pictures of your briefcases of cash on your little Instagram feed. <laughs> I don't know if we should be like disparaging the Illuminati so much. But, you know, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know if, if that's what happens. All your listeners, do you ever listen to a podcast and then all of a sudden they make a comment about the Illuminati and then you stop hearing from them? And they just are gone. No more Snapchats. No more Facebook posts. <laughs> I think there'd be like these. I would keep leaking out Snapchats because they wouldn't get my phone. I'd hide my phone really well. Uh-huh. So there'd be all these Snapchats of us getting dragged into like limos and, you know, wherever they take us to some volcano or whatever they do to us. I'd be sending out little Snapchats along the way. That'd be so badass. I would love the Illuminati so much more if they would throw people into volcanoes. <laughs> I don't know why. That's what I think the Illuminati do. They're just guys in suits who control the world. Yeah, and yeah. volcanoes. And, and they, they control volcanic activity. Yeah, that's how they control the world. That's how they ground flights and stuff. It's smart. Yeah, It's a smart move. The, Man, okay, so that one stupid uh, message we got sparked this whole stupid conversation. Which one? The Illuminati? The Illuminati Joe. Yeah. And then we deleted him and blocked him. God damn it, Illuminati Joe. You did He's it again. There. He doesn't have a lot of followers. Also, shout out to the Goreburger Show for liking one of our what? posts this past week. I don't know how that happened. We talk about Goreburger a lot on the show because we watch new episodes of it after recording. It's like a ritual. Yeah. It's like a ritual. We've never mentioned it, though, in like a hashtag or in the post. And for some reason, we heard from the Goreburger Show official Instagram account. They liked our most recent post. Yeah. Of the bio of which is, this is my Instagram now, yeah. which is just perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so exciting. We were both so fucking excited. Yeah, and we can't wait to be asked to be guests on the next season of Goreburger. Yeah, so sh- check out Goreburger if you haven't. TJ Miller, one of the best um, 
one of the best things he's done i think one of just the best shows it's like, just it's, wonderful it's the best talk show on television yeah we love it we have such a good time watching it it really completes our episode recording experience that being said the season's done sadly so yeah. we're out of episodes well we haven't watched them all yet i think we have one more okay yeah we have one more, we have one more but yeah and the other wonderful sigh. thing about sigh the other wonderful thing about this holiday that we at Tex Chris Davisov come up with, Jaloon, Jaloon, is that it perfectly demarcates the year. Jaloon is the moment where 2017, or whatever year we're in, is officially half over and has half left, which gives us a great opportunity to reflect back on the horror movies that have come out in the first half of this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our, uh official text chris dave's uh top five yeah so we're, top... we're both gonna kind of say what we think yeah so i think we'll post like we did at the end of 2016 we'll have our amalgamated the official text chris dave saw top five but this will be an episode exclusive where you have to listen to the episode to hear our individual top five movies that we have ranked mm-hmm. for Perfect. the first half do Perfect. you do you have five you got them written down let me just get it cool i only have four what do you mean i couldn't come up with a five <laughs> how is that possible I didn't I didn't think there was any that I wanted to put in the fifth slot to say like, oh, this is the fifth best horror movie of the year so far. You have to. Should I? Yeah. Okay. Fill that up. Okay, you go first and then maybe I'll reflect and think of a fifth one. All right, so I'll start with um five I'll go five, four, three, two, one. Uh huh. These are two thousand seventeens. Yeah. Um Your fifth fifth favorite movie of twenty seventeen. Um and one one caveat I'll put to this is this is that I have personally seen. Yes. This is not official right now. These are just our individuals as individuals, and then we'll put out our official text. Chris Dave saw one, right? Absolutely. So we're listening to Dave Saw's top five. And that being said, there are gaps. Like we we haven't seen yeah. all the movie horror movies that have come out this year. Our definitive list will come at the end of the year. This it, is just yes, and it will be definitive because we'll catch up to make yeah. sure that we know. What we'll we're make sure about. that we've seen all the movies yeah. for that list for sure. Yeah. For example, I haven't seen Alien Covenant, nor have I seen It Comes at Night, and I really feel that that flavors you know me a little bit. But anyway, agreed. For, for giving that listeners. Um, my number five so far for 2017 that I've seen is Devil's Candy. Uh-huh. Yep. Followed closely by The Void. Uh-huh. Um, and then comes, oh, just such a beautiful little movie, uh, Life. Life, number three. It was my number three. Um, Raw, may have heard of it. Number two. And finally, Get Out. Number one. That's the number one of 2017 so far for the Dave Saw. That is a great list. Thank you. I can't come up with a number five for my list. I only have top four. So Chris's number five is Life life is not number five <laughs> and like i'm had there there are a lot of ones that i liked but i just i, I i'm only going to give a top four there's only four that i want to rank as the best for this first half right. and that's only like maybe i should reflect on this more and maybe i'll change my mind in a future episode but i'm going to say number four is the void okay number three is devil's candy okay number two is raw pretty okay and number one is get out <laughs> as almost an identical list pretty identical the the differences that we had um really were about life um which we've talked about a few times on this podcast mm-hmm. and then we ranked the void and devil's candy and i did struggle with this yeah because i mean i love so many things about the void i mean it's yeah it's the void is an incredible film but for me i feel the devil's candy was just a little more polished overall and a little more complete like it just I would have to place it as a better film, at least at this point. Yeah, we'll see how it goes at the end of the yeah. year. Yeah, I I agree with that, and I was that's that was exactly my struggle. Is like Devil's Candy was like a really polished piece of cinema, but mm-hmm. um, The Void was as well, and also had the amazingly crazy stuff to look at. It's, a lot of it. The visuals were incredible. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff to be afraid of. There was a lot of like you mm-hmm. know, everything that I love about movies. The Void had it in spades. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely. Uh, and they were neck and neck for me too. Like they're they're, they're very 
they're yeah. very very close they feel kind of similar they've got this really dark grungy score that's underlying score. the whole yeah, thing yeah 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 i love the score and just like the metalness of the first one and just him like the climax yeah. like it's such a great and, amazing climax in that one but now i have to come up with a number five before we before what? maybe include the episode otherwise life you... will get our number five automatically <laughs> well yeah i wonder why you, you wouldn't just slot something in you've i know you've seen yeah it comes at night i know i know so i just there i have problems with all of them that i don't want to put it on like an end of year list in the top like i don't think it deserves the title of like best films and i don't want to compromise i don't want to put a movie that i half liked or i had some big issues with on the list of the best of you know what i mean i get it i there are some people i'm just i'm just chuckling to myself like some people who are so afraid of the commitment of saying out loud what they like the most that's and me. putting a that's number me. to it yeah it's so funny how some people are like i just can't like what if you do desert island you could choose a movie mm-hmm. like i just can't choose one i'm like okay you have to choose one yeah I'm like well, or else? i'll do it randomly for you can you just do it so and that, we that can literally have that literally is our circumstance because life <laughs> will be number five it will but because our number three and four are the same but in reverse um whatever i choose for number five will be tied so life will be in the top five of the first half tied with whatever i say <laughs> whatever i come up with but i do have time then because we're not going to post that until saturday so i have a little bit of time to see to declare what movie ties with life <laughs> the only way that i could truly sabotage this is if no that's not gonna work there's no way to sabotage this life is going to be in the top five right because i'm trying to think if i shuffle the order but then it will just yeah no there's no way to do it the only way is if we did like six or seven and then rank them out then i could bump out life but life will be in the top five for text chris dave saw which is great chris is just thinking out loud about how to bump me out of this project so he doesn't have to put life in our top five (laughs) um yeah, but I'm I'm actually that's awesome that we both agree that Get Out is a better movie than Raw. I was wondering yeah. because you were I remember you were super psyched coming out of the theater yeah. of that. So I was wondering how that would affect your perspective overall of the year and if you would ultimately say Raw is better or Get Out is better. I f- feel like I enjoy Raw more, but I think it's silly to say that Get Out isn't the best Get picture. Out isn't, yeah. It's just so good in every way. Yeah, Raw has some like incredibly exciting elements of it, but Get Out is like yeah. it's just so tight like everything is yeah. fits so perfectly it's perfect yeah. yeah there's like no flaws where i can i can point out some things that that's i would fix in raw yeah, yeah that's kind of it is it's flawless and even though like i don't f- i'm not clamoring to watch it like every weekend like i've watched life <laughs> three times already i and you you have to respect that like i love it and get out i saw three times in theaters like yeah, there's i have to i didn't rush i mean i didn't have the opportunity because raw only was screened once in canada yeah i would have seen we raw were again, there definitely yeah <laughs> nice little brag I like that <laughs> humble brag only screen once in canada we were there it was down the street <laughs> we literally stumbled out of that place a little tipsy anything else i wanted to say for the intro i have one thing um, lay it on me <clears throat> oh i'm about to lay it on you the other night i watched the collector ah how does the collector hold up great yeah it's great i remember that being a very i've said the word polished a lot but it just it looks great like it's just such a great yeah. looking it's a beautiful looking movie i it's... love those giant torture scenes maybe that's in the collection like, there... what's the nightclub one where the that's... grinder is going on the dance floor that is not the collector is that the collection <laughs> it must be okay um the collector is just in that one house and right yeah just all the traps in the it's house it's been a while it's been a while for me it's just such a great just a great little story of uh the guy he wants to steal this jewel from the super rich guy he's right he's one of the crew working on renovating their house uh-huh they're gonna go away for, uh for the weekend on a vacation mm-hmm. so he's gonna break in and steal the jewel right get a bunch of money to pay off 
these people that are going to kill him and his wife or something. Yeah, I, and, I, I'm not even remembering that at all. And then as he's breaking into this house, to st- he's like opening up the safe and everything. Mm-hmm. He hears the collector moving around and the collector set all these traps. And there are these amazing stylized shots all throughout. Um, there are these amazing stylized shots all throughout the movie of like just weird colors and weird sounds and weird little musical inserts and stuff like that hmm. of like looking at room full of bear traps, a room full of like razor wire, like the, um, the pulleys and shit that lead to like the, these scissors that are going to, you know, fly out and stab you. Like all of these crazy traps, it shows you in this incredibly cool, like way. One there's, continuous establishing shot of all of them. Uh, no, it's just these very cool stylized shots. Um, there's like, the cinematography in it is like much better than I remember. There's like these, um, so many shots of like bird's eye view over top of walls in separate rooms. Uh-huh. And you see the collector like has his head against the wall listening and the other guy's hiding and they like swap places in just these crazy ambitious shots from overhead. And it's so good. It was so satisfying to watch one of the best cat and mouse games ever. Like that's cool. It was as good as I remember. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like that one doesn't get the kind of both of those two, the collector and the collection. You've watched the sequel too. Uh, must have like I feel like I did, but I have very little recollection, especially what you just said about like that's like the opening shot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's because I watched those two very quickly and right one after another. Okay, and they didn't get I feel like they didn't get as much attention as they deserved. Like they, I don't hear a lot of people talking about those films. Were they on Netflix? Is that how I may have come across them? Uh, potent- I don't know that they are. They could right. be. But even I remember the like I remember the ending of the second one, and it's a nice way to kind of tie the whole thing together. But I can say with I, that I don't. I don't remember the, how the second one ends. Yeah, but I'm, I'm. I now want to rewatch that first one. Yeah, there's a cool. Um, there's a scene in it where he gets out of the house finally, and uh, he looks back and he sees a little girl in the window, mm-hmm. like banging. It's like help, and then he sees a collector downstairs, and he goes back in, and he continues. This is like halfway through the movie. Oh shit! And he goes back in. There's this like air quotes here um, alternate ending where he gets outside and he turns back. And he sees a little girl and she's like still inside and he just flips her off and leaves. Wait, flip. Okay. Flips her off is extreme. Like walking away is understandable, but flipping her off at the same time. I think he's kind of like flipping off the house in the situation. Like I'm not going back in there, but it's this great little. That's wonderful. It's so good. But if it happens halfway through, how is that an alternative ending? It's just a weird alternative thing that they did. They're like, let's get a shot of you walking away and saying, fuck it at this moment. Yeah. And that's great. It's so good. Yeah, because yeah. I, I that's a real temptation, and you always wonder that with characters. You you're always shouting at the TV, "Don't go back in there. It's yeah. not worth it. Don't go in there. It's not gonna work <laughs> out for you." But you kind of, ha- as a movie character, you kind of have to. Yeah, you and have to go back and save the girl. Yeah, the audience needs to identify with that character as being like a good person. Yeah. So he can't really. They need to be. Just... There needs to be goodness that underlies all of yeah. it. And there's lots of like, um, tortury kind of stuff. One of the greatest bear trap deaths ever happens in the collector. Okay. Um, a guy falls into a room full of them. Oh, sh- uh, yeah, I maybe I I feel like I'm pretty convinced I watched them both, but you're saying a lot of things that don't sound familiar. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, there's, um, he gets tied up with his, like, um, I think he's cuffed. Mm-hmm. And um, his hands above are above his head. And there he's got fish hooks in, like, between his fingers, holding his hands up above his head. Ugh. And then he's got a bunch of fish hooks in his back holding him against, like, the wall. You know, it's got like a real saw kind of. Yeah, it, the whole torture-y. thing very much reminds me of like a saw. Yeah, type. It's movie the same people set up. Yeah, yeah, like a saw sequel, like one of the sequels. Of it saw. was intended. The original script was actually going to be a prequel to Saw that establishes Jigsaw. 
Oh. Jigsaw was going to be the collector, and the, or it wouldn't have been exactly that. Right. Like, they pivoted the story to turn into the collector. You said the same people from Saw, but it must be, like, later. I don't think it's James Wan who directed. Uh, it's not James Wan. It's the same writer. Okay. Lee something? Maybe. Maybe. Who okay. knows? I can kind of look that up right now, but sure. I believe so. That's always been right. my impression. Um, and, again, yeah, it was written as a prequel cool. to the first uh, Saw movie. Interesting, because now we have a prequel for the Saw movie coming out this Halloween. Yeah, I wonder what that'll be like. Yeah, I don't have high hopes. No, there are a lot of there are a lot of movies coming out this fall. A lot of big horror movies. A lot of big franchise horror movies. We have the Saw prequel coming out. We have the It remake coming out. Yeah, first half of it, which I'm I think I'm most excited for out of all of them. Yeah, out of all the, out of all the big ones, we have Annabelle two coming out. Um, there's a new Halloween coming out, but I feel like that's late. That's coming out later. They're rebooting Halloween again. Again, huh? A third time. So we got an original first one. It could be good. Could be good. I yeah, think that could be good actually. It's yeah. Now's a good time for it. I thought a lot about It Follows was a great Halloween remake. Like a lot of the aesthetic, the music, okay, yeah, the yeah. whole concept of just following those shots of like a big open suburban street. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. Like that that kind of scratched the Halloween itch for me. It did. A okay, lot of It Follows. And you just saying it right now, like. Oh, the just soundtrack added a new yeah. dimension to it follows for me just oh. right the second. That's so much of it follows for me. Like even the soundtrack is just like a more digital synthy version of John Carpenter's original soundtrack for Halloween. Like it's so yeah. similar. No, I think you're right. Shit, dude, you're totally right. And even the idea of Michael Myers slowly walking is yeah. like the whole. Yeah, I would like to see somebody like cut in a Michael Myers walking Inter- over top of all like those the, things. Yeah, the it following. That's great. Yeah, we'll do it. Follow soon. I've only seen it once. Oh, that movie frustrates me so much. <laughs> Which is why it'll be a great thing to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I have been watching a bunch of Dario Argento movies. You have. I've watched all six of his films that Holy are considered shit. like his main kind of golden era of movies, which is like from nineteen eighty, from nineteen seventy five to nineteen eighty seven. Wow. Yeah. So because just of love of Suspiria, I wanted to go in and see what else there possibly was. Uh-huh. And um, so what I've really learned about Argento is that a lot of his movies really fall under this category of the Italian giallo film, G-I-A-L-L-O, which is Italian for yellow, referring to like the paperback novels of kind of whodunit mystery murders. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that fits my understanding of uh, yeah. this area so far. Yeah, so like a lot of his movies are like he was also called the Italian Hitchcock because a lot of his movies are kind of like these whodunit, shrouded in mysteries, really like intense murder scenes. But then at the end, kind of the killer is revealed. And while all of the Argento movies that I watched, um, they all are enjoyable for the very least the death scenes. Like there's always memorable deaths and cool murders that kind of happen. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Um, the ones that were most exciting for me are the ones that um, lean into the supernatural. So a lot of them are just humans, like fucked up humans that are killing. But when it becomes a supernatural thing, that's those for me are the best Argento movies. Like a witch coven in the dance school. Exactly, yeah. which is Suspiria. And so Suspiria is just very, very special. And it's like miles above. Right. Not miles above, but it's it's easily the best one. Yeah, I And agree. then the sequel to Suspiria, is, which is called Inferno, has a lot of amazing things about it. So that one's also up there. I was trying to like rank them in my mind. Yeah. Um, but then this other one um, called Phenomenon, which came out in 1985, is also very supernatural. It's starring Jennifer Connelly when she's like 15 or 16 years old. Okay. <laughs> and she like, I don't want to say too much about it because I think we should watch it. But okay. it's just, it's so insane. Like so many of the ideas and the plot points and the developments and the twists and what happens at the end is just so nuts that 
I love it makes it so enjoyable and hilarious and fun and scary to watch. Like they're all shot so well. Um, so Phenomenon would probably be up there for my favorite Argento movies. Okay. But then he also has this other one called Opera, which is stylistic and it's just an amazing slasher film. And the whole time it's shot so exciting and the way that the killer kind of sets up kind of his main, the, the main thing that he does throughout the film. I'm trying to be as vague as possible so you can yeah. enjoy him. The way that the main killer kind of sets up what he does to terrorize the protagonist is done in such a supernaturally way that it, it just makes it a really exciting and fun slasher. And it's like set in the context of just this opera house and this lead star of an opera in a production of the opera of Macbeth, which is already said to be like a cursed play to do right for oh, everyone okay. involved. So yeah, for me, it's like Suspiria is always number one. And then Phenomenon and Opera and wow. Inferno, the sequel to Suspiria, are all kind of up there in the top three or four. Wow, dude. What inspired you to do that? Well, I just love Suspiria so much. So I just had to go back and get more of that, scratch that itch. And then other ones that people seem to love and put really high, like Deep Red or Profondo Russo, which is he made that right before Suspiria. I don't like as much because it's just like simply a whodunit. And the okay. same with Tenonbre yeah. or Tenonbre which is another one that he did around that time that people love. But like, while there are amazing death scenes with some great gore and some like um, really well shot, exciting moments, ultimately because it's just a whodunit and like, who's the killer? Oh, if it, great twist of who the killer was, it was this person. That's not enough for me oh, to okay, like, be yeah, super yeah. exciting as a horror movie. Well, that kind of, I, that is a little bit um, that boils down black coat's daughter. Like a little bit is just like a making a connection. Who are these people and how do they, how do they connect. all connect? Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's how. Like, that kind of... I want... Yeah, I, from horror movies now, I just want... Like, at least where I'm at right now is I want, like, a real bizarre, creepy, weird, cultish, occult, supernatural... Just some kind of explanation for all the evil... Like Haunted Sacrament. Like Haunted Sacrament. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. like, that's really exciting. Minus the goat yeah. puppet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Minus that fucking stupid costume. Oh, bah, bah. I really, I really want that puppet. Yeah. <laughs> How fun would that be? Just to like lean around corners. I'd buy it for like thirty dollars. <laughs> and the wings. The wings helped a little bit, but a little bit. But also, like at that moment too, the guy himself, like you, you know, the photo of him like looking down with that like yeah. long string of gooey saliva and, and blood. He, his face. He's like. The way that the camera's on him, he almost looks like he has a smile on, but I know it's just a weird angle. He's trying to show his teeth and show the blood in his mouth. I think he's smiling. I think he's kind of like laugh, crying, screaming. Like it's I, it's like I, every emotion at once. Well, it's like the most awkward camera angle. You can't see that guy, the shape of that guy's eyebrows, but I think he's supposed to be going like, like a, um, that was clearly visual, not at all for this podcast, but yeah, <laughs> I just did a face. Um, but I but think if you want to see the face, just Google, I don't know, I Goat should, Demon VHS I'm too. Snapchatting it right now. That's what I'll do. Yes. That's how they get to see So me. go to the Snapchat and you can see the face that he does. Do it again. And let me say Papa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ready? Ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's save that. But yeah. Phenom- Phenomenon has like a very, I'll say a little bit about the setup. Like it has that same idea of okay a girl is going away to like a, a a school that she's sent off to um but jennifer Connolly has like this gift where she can like communicate with insects the whole oh, way through okay and then there's just like people are getting killed at the academy that she's sent to and she's trying to figure out what's going on and she meets like another dude who all uh, like another doctor dude who also is investigating um, maggots at the scene of the dead victims what but just the direction it goes is so fucking nuts and hilarious and like so some of the scenes are good and exciting and terrifying they do a, a big bunch of maggot stuff too just like suspiria 
There are some naked stuff, yeah. Like in it. Oh, there there are so many thematic links across these films. Like yeah, what you're describing to me, like this just sounds yeah. like Suspiria. Yeah. And honestly, I could for most of them, for at least those four that I mentioned, I think there are things that you would love about every one of them. Especially sure. Inferno. The fucking opening fifteen minutes of Inferno are is just this incredibly suspenseful, creepy, wonderful thing to check out but we should we're gonna we should do phenomenon for an episode just because it's like okay. yep. i think we'd have so much fun with it sold yeah and his partner at the time so through this whole golden phase he had he was married and divorced but this is his second kind of long-term partner and he casts her in all of the movies and she's always doing something interesting she's always either like the main bad guy or the main good person or cool yeah so it's neat to see like their collaboration of and, course yeah there's nothing better than two people who work really tightly with each other yeah like, that's just cool it is yeah, very unless cool. it's Burton and Depp, right? Or Bonham yeah. Carter, yeah. Shots fired, but <laughs> Suspiria remake, yeah. I'm. I mean, there's some news that's coming out about it. They've shown a few posters now. They've shown a few stills that have like the weird color wash segment from the original, yeah. which I was. I thought I was told earlier, read earlier somewhere that the I director wasn't, wasn't go doing for that. that. Yeah, that's what I, that was my understanding as well. And like what I thought might help the movie is that they're not going to try to recreate do some the of same like, thing. Yeah, yeah, try to. Ca- catch lightning in a bottle again you know? i know yeah so there was one poster that did do the wash stuff so I, i'm wondering if that's just to that's try to be, appeal to like maybe it's not actually in the film that's a nostalgia grab probably yeah, yeah. i think so yeah. and we'll get a trailer one of these days it's just going to pop up soon and that'll really give us an idea of what the movie's going to be like i'll maybe watch half the trailer for me that's a good way to watch trailers especially if movies watch that out. you're excited about that way you get like a little bit of a flair for what it's going to look like but not too many spoilers because usually the second half of a trailer they throw in some plot points right. that you don't want uh-huh. to know yeah, like, uh, what was the, the one that always gets me? Um, um, blind, don't don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, yeah. That trailer is which and and like like we said in the episode, the, which a lot of you have listened to. It seems most people are starting with that one because it's our second episode, and for all intents and purposes, our first one. Yep. Because we got rid of the first one. Um, but um, like we said, there there are still more twists than the trailer. But the trailer yeah. did give away a bunch of twists. I would have loved to have seen Don't Breathe Blind. Like, just go in and... Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, I think even... That's a good As point. well, you could... You know, yeah, I, yeah. I completely missed it. Because <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, but, like, I think they just need to recut it a little bit so you don't see one of the characters dying. Yeah. You know? They can they can show, like, some intense stuff. You know, like, totally. where are you? Him holding the gun. Something like that to show the progression without this character definitively dies. Yeah, you could have, like, in the two-minute trailer, you could have just established that whole setup. They need cash. They find out about this dude. Yeah. They find out that he's blind. They go in, and then just shit starts to go wrong. That's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then just a super cut of, yeah. like, some... But we still, stuff. but we were still like screaming watching that movie. Like we were very, we were very responsive to. Yeah. Like our reactions are incredible. And certain moments, yeah. We cut there in the episode, so go back and listen to those if you want to yeah. hear it. If you enjoyed it, like we did, check out the first available episode of the Texas Chris Davis on Massacre. Don't breathe. And we know that Tom York is doing the score for Suspiria, which is exciting to me. Yeah, I think if he because he can That's make cool. real creepy digitally sounds. Like if you think cool. about his solo albums, that could be great if mm-hmm. he really doubles down and really commits to doing really creepy instead of less melancholic music yeah it could be fantastic and depending on how this director shot it i mean all the other elements are right there like tilda swinton is a great person to play the headmaster mm-hmm. she's like creepy yep. enough yeah, and yeah. weird enough to yeah it's that. got it's got a lot of things in its corner it I really mean, does uh, my trust is just it's so it, it's loose and i think it's going to come to tiff i i think that it, that it would make sense to me it would make sense that that would be the centerpiece for midnight madness this year so at the very least, we have to go see that one. I think 100% we got to see that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it could be really good. It could be really good. Um, yeah. 
And if anything, maybe it'll encourage people to go back and check out the masterpiece that is the original. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, yeah. At least some people will, for sure. All right. So we've spontaneously decided to watch Adam Wingert's 2016 Blair Witch. Boom. We had no plans for this. (laughs) This is going to be awesome. Um, Let me just add, too, just because I was such an Adam Wingert fan for, um, like, in the last kind of five, six years, when he he released a trailer for the movie the wo- that he called the woods and i was right yeah, yeah this yeah. is the story behind this player which is yep. equal and i was i saw the trailer for it and i was so excited because i love his direction loved your next love the guest and just for him to do a horror movie that takes place in the context of the woods that was so exciting to me because i was such a blair witch fan and the trailer itself i thought was amazing because it said nothing it just showed people like freaking out in the woods in various situations and yeah, then it just said the woods and that right, was the dude. end so i was so excited for this movie and then it just got announced like a few months before its release oh by the way this is actually a blair witch sequel yeah that was like that was speculation immediately like um on was it uh, that it was when i say a blair witch movie? when i say immediately um th- that could be the flavor that you know it was for me because that was the top youtube comment is this a blair witch sequel yeah, Blair Witch sequel. Oh, really? Yeah. Just straight up. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody says that, and once that it's in your head, and if you don't like fact check it right in that moment, uh-huh. that that was the flavor of the woods for me the whole time. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't necessarily see the trailer the day it came out though. Right. So there was some t- that ruminated for a little while before I, see. I got to see it. So it, it had time to gestate. Yeah, because I had, figured it out. I right. guess you know, just like who, what companies are involved, and you know who. I see. Yeah. People did. They put on their investigative caps, and they yeah. figured it out. Exactly. Yeah. So I didn't follow it too closely. Yeah. I just saw the trailer and the then Blair Witch domain. Announced. Did that just recently get purchased and reactivated? Stuff like that. People wow. figure it out. People are smart, huh? People are so smart. And then stupid people like me show up a month later and. <laughs> what? Huh. So this is a Blair Witch sequel. I'm like, Y'all like obviously. fidget spinners? <laughs> Y'all like fidget spinners. Whenever what I watch those, it's twenty six mid twenty sixteen. They don't exist yet. Yes, they yeah, they were like I think they were they came out in the eighties. Oh my god, really? Yeah, this is like a refad. Wow. Yeah. See now you're a historian. You're going through these like expert phases of <laughs> <laughs> what it means to be a fidget spinner fan. I'm not a fan, I'm a spinner for life. Yeah. Chris was asking. What me, level are you a fidget spinner? Black belt. Yeah. <laughs> no. Looks like a green belt. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to drink some more wine and watch this Blair Witch movie? You know I do. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right. I've seen that movie. That's kind of the second time that I've seen it all the way through. I've watched it once. And then when it came out, I watched uh, the first half and then I, I turned it off. But... I remember, like, just from theaters, how insane, like, high octane that third act yeah. is and doesn't let up. But what what did you think of this movie? I am devastatedly surprised again at the reviews for this movie because that was a lot of fun. It's so fun. I really <laughs> liked it. I really, really liked it. I'm so happy to hear yeah. that. No, I enjoyed it the whole time. Um, there, I can definitely, if I decide to go down a bunch of different rabbit holes mentally right now, I can pick it apart and have some problems with it. And it's not as good as the foot. Well, you know, I could do yeah. all that sort of stuff. But I, I think you need to completely, like, well, not completely, but you need to somewhat dissociate from your expectations of what a Blair Witch sequel is going to be. Yeah. What that's going to do. I and, love that shit, dude. That was good. Go yeah. on, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, but it's like there's... Because it gets a little silly when it tries to kind of do some of the stuff of the first one. Then it almost seems like redundant. Like, oh, yeah, they ca- they fell in the- they came back to the ca- same campsite that they started at. Yeah. Um, they have to do the obligatory speeches of like, oh, it's all my fault. I'm sorry. Like those kind of moments are the moments where I'm like, eh, okay. 
Um, yeah, that's, but it's keeping on brand. I keep I, it. I get it. Uh, I can go either way on that. Yeah, yeah. Those those are the ones where I get a little distracted because it's like, oh, you have. It feels like an obligation to kind of hit those notes. Yeah, and at the same time, like a lot of people are upset at showing the witch and i understand why that's important within the mythology of the first movie but i think it's fucking exciting it so in good. this one like it, it's as like a creature flick kind of thing it changes yeah it changes what you're scared of and you know it changes how the scene's going to function and with the cameras that they have set up and the world that they've created in blair witch 2 that yeah they needed to not needed to but no. like it's like a, it's a different movie especially with the technology of the cameras like yeah the technology of the first ones it gives one very particular vibe with like 90s film cameras and yeah. it's terrifying within that this is like the vhs style of found footage because it's yeah. contemporary cameras and webcams and um drones and because of that it's going to be a different style of horror movie than the first one absolutely and it's inside of its own universe like it you know it's acknowledging its previous film like mm -hmm. this is i don't know this movie could uh, before it existed as i guess there wasn't there another there was blair witch 2 book of shadows which the studio rushed out one year later it was like a full feature film and it's kind of a similar idea where it takes place within the world that we're in that the movie blair witch came out in theaters and it's just uh, okay. like five or six random strangers all decide together to go into the woods. Okay. Okay. So it almost seems destined that this universe is like, you know, bound to like, um, what's the, um, the one that the other found footage, one that we love so much, or at least I love it. The asylum. Oh, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. So similar to Grave Encounters. Yeah, it's right? got that yeah. feel to it. Man, that was hard for me to remember. I feel dumb. About no, that, even but... like when I saw The Witch for the first time, um, this watch through, I thought about Grave Encounters because Grave Encounters has the one uh, like ghosty dude who's climbed through the wall that kind of looks the like The Witch with the long limbs. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's very similar in that way. But like they're also like decked out with cameras. So, but, so it's like yeah. the first movie to the sequels, they're very different animals because they're acknowledging the previous one. Yeah. Um, like even characters are theoretically coming back in a way like he was seeing his sister. Yeah. Right. Or at least in that very last frame, because there was the nice twist of oh, it wasn't actually was, footage of her sister. It was, it was footage of them. Oh, that was so good. Shots that they Did you hear me there. go? Whoa. Yeah. When I realized it, it was great. I'm so <laughs> glad I was loving, like, just kind of somewhat observing how you were watching this. And I, I, I knew that you were liking it just because you were being so attentive. Yeah. And and I knew you were judging me because you were being so attentive. You were being quiet and you weren't making cracks. Because this movie is so effective, like like other horror movies, but you need to let it. You need to like shut up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Turn off the lights, make it dark, and just really just let it be what it is and try not to shit all over it while you're watching. Like if you talk your yeah. way through it, it's gonna ruin the effect. A hundred percent. You you kinda I don't know, this one needs some uh some scenery around it you know you need to have the room correct in order to yeah. to take it in because it would be very easy especially in that very slow opening you know it's a pretty long it takes a little while yeah. for things to get going but yeah. then so like, they're patient with it yeah you know and i was like kind of waiting for the first scare you know mm -hmm. like and they they dial it back when they come out and those stick things are all like phony yeah you know so you're like you're kind of waiting for that first thing to freak you out and then there are those things there like okay here we go here it's we go, starting here we go. and then fake yeah, out on that it's a fake out but like then at the same time the the guy's confident he's like no, no no it's still real i just needed to get this going like i was like oh that that's a really good tease like I'm it's really such a good tease into it because now. now it gets it gets the four the four leads um it gets them calm again like when they were starting to get a little yeah freaked that out. was great yeah. holy shit because there are and the two locals are right because they slept until two that was fucking weird they heard yep. the crazy sounds in the middle of the night so they're they know that they should be terrified yep. but 
it, the fact that the sticks were fake for the other four was enough for them to be yeah. like, oh, it's all in our heads. Don't worry about it. The sound was probably nothing. The 2 a.m. Yeah. thing was probably just a weird thing. We yeah. were tired. Reasonable. Like they justify everything else. Reasonable justification. Yeah, it, yeah. You could totally believe the fact that as soon as somebody has misled you this far, mm-hmm. even though it's real, that like brings them back down to calm so that they were all ready to you know continue and walk yeah. around, even though they were trying to get out at that point. like. You know, they weren't scared anymore. And you're like, well, this is the part in the movie where I would have turned back. Anyone would have turned back. No one would continue and be confident anymore. Right. But there's a reason now that they are. I fucking love those little, man. Yeah. yeah. But even like the foot injury is so unsettling as it kind of builds more and more. You're like, there's an infection. There's something like twitchy inside of there. Inside of it. Yeah. It reminded me of the ruins, of course, with like the Mm -hmm. weird kind of veiny things that are crawling through the body. Did you say that you did, that you went back and watched the ruins again? No, I want to for an episode. We should do that, right? Uh, Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you had gone. No, you, uh, as above, so below. You watched. I did. I went yep. back and watched that, which, I mean, there's a couple so scenes that are so similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You watched was, that recently, too? Uh, just before you did. <laughs> just before I did, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially with just crawling in the in the tunnel underneath. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like Holy that shit, that, was great. that whole last act is just pedal to the metal, nonstop. Like, as they're running through the rooms with the flashlight, mm. like, usually in horror movies, you have those that kind of a scene for 30 to 60 seconds, and then, like, a reveal happens, and then we move on. But Adam Wingard wants to just let us stew in that kind of intensity yeah. and that oh, fear yeah, yeah, yeah. for 25 straight moments where we have one character running around doing it then a second one running around doing it and then the one character gets thrown in the basement in like a den by lane i think his name was yeah. right and so now she's stuck in this like little enclosed area and then there's like that five minute sequence of her crawling through the tunnels getting stuck terrifying talking yeah. herself down hearing sounds behind her finally yeah. getting through yeah yeah that was at that point admittedly i'm gonna say this right now i told myself when she like went under there i'm like this is just a movie just be calm <laughs> so it was doing it was working really well for you it was like yeah it was uh, the screws were tightening that's so good and so i had to just like oh, chill out it's cool we're good yeah but it, no not huge but i have to admit at that moment i was like this is not mm-hmm. gonna get better for you so don't <laughs> don't have high stakes and I love the Medusa like logic at the end where they they did figure that out was, like that was interesting. We can't we can't look at her and it's enough because the main character they do such a good job throughout the whole movie of establishing that like he, he just wants to find his sister. So yeah. that becomes the flaw that makes him look back because the witch tricks him into saying yeah, and that's what gets her too. Is yeah. she thinks it's him. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. That's great. That was good. That was weak as a story element. I found that you know the. You look at her and you're dead mm. or she gets you, whatever it was. That's from the original too, though. Like just the fact that I, they're all staring in the corner. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. I like that. I like that they use it as their defense, but then like, you know, it's just a matter of minutes basically on screen. Until oh, you're toast. For yeah. A you're you're going to, she's going to find a way to get you to look. Did a great job with that camera. And that's why I think that we needed to see the witch in this one because that camera gave her a way to fight back when she's stuck in the corner. Finally, she's there's nowhere to go. Yeah. She's in the basement. And we had that great earlier on. Uh, uh, he said when they were walking through the woods, he's like, Oh, there's actually been a recent debate on whether she did it in the attic or the cellar. You yeah. Know? It's such a great little tease because they keep flipping where they think they are. Yeah. They run down to the basement and he says, I thought we were, I thought we were in the attic or vice versa. Are we in the, ba-? yeah, it was just great. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's stuck there. There's no way out where like we've literally, you know, seen him turn and get snatched immediately just fucking gone mm-hmm. you know we've seen how it works we know it's up uh, and then she takes out that camera and starts backing up 
while looking at it and we get these little glimpses and yeah so so exciting just great the glimpses in the tiny screen that we're seeing through her camera looking at the small screen is so effective exactly and she's so scared and like and it just takes the like slightest glance right like for both of them they just kind of look out of the corner of their eyes and that awesome quick snatch and like it felt like pretty generous in that like we saw a lot of like something stepping out of camera but i mean i for the most part we didn't because i was my eyes were peeled from looking like, the moment we got into the woods looking for something to change between like camera shots you know looking for something to move out of the sorry gr- do you mean woods. Um, like it was a good tiny amount of seeing the witch i thought there was a ton but then um as i think back on it like there was no they were very very judicious with it they didn't yeah and what? they they, br- they bring it in nice and slowly like first when they're yeah. outside the house right you see did you notice that one it was like far away the flashlight's kind of flashing and you just see her yeah. for a second between the trees. That's, that's like what the causes moment. her to run into the house. Yeah. 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 And that's that was really scary. Um, when she first sees the witch on the inside of the house chasing her, that might be the scariest image because it looks way taller and way it looks l- linear. Yeah. Yeah. Just gr- that was so creepy. It just looks like kind of a group just kind of like crawling yeah. down the hallways. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. But with like a grudge sort of aesthetic on the head. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's effective. And I just love that house. Like just all these broken wood panels everywhere. Oh, yeah. That Weird was doorknobs, blood, like the, symbols. The most like horribly decrepit house. Yeah. With all those little handprints and blood. Mm-hmm. And, it's yeah, perfect. Symbol- Amazing. It's, it's definitely a different house than the first one. Like I, I guess in, for the sake of the movie and the backstory, they're trying to say that it's the same one, but it's clearly a very different looking house that they used to film it. And I'm okay yeah. with that. Like I think like I really think of them as separate movies that both kind of play into the same idea, you know? Yeah. You almost don't want to have them as like a direct sequel. It's just two people approaching the same story. Yeah. I, um, I'm so loose on the first Blair Witch. I've seen it twice. Are you not a big fan of the first one? I liked it. Mm. Um, just like I really liked Cloverfield, but it's just hard to watch. You know, it's the shaky I, cam. Yeah, thing? yeah. That's all it is. Is like just wanting to see things on the screen. Is it doesn't. When you think back on a movie, like you think of one of two things: either the the amazing feeling it left you with, yeah, or what it feels like the whole way through. And Blair Witch and Cloverfield is like this for me too. Is like. I feel more the whole way through thing and it's just shaky and unsteady and like, ah, now I'm feeling something a little smoother tonight kind of thing. Hmm. So yeah. I never like dot do, like dove in and really, I don't know, let the story get under my skin. That's yeah, man, that's, I have a totally different reaction. Like that first one is probably in my top three horror movies of all time. Yeah. I know like, that it, about you. Yeah. It just sinks right in and the shakiness doesn't bother me too much. Um, if anything, it, it's very effective because you can't, for me, I'm like, oh, what's, I want to get a better shot. Like my eyes are desperately trying to get it to yeah, lock because yeah. I want to see what's going on. If anything, actually watching it this time through, I felt that this one's like a little overly shaky at times. Like there are some yeah, scenes where it's so? running through and I'm, I'm like, oh, is he just doing this to try to like fit I, the same idea of the first one? You know what I think part of it is, is that, um, with the digital cameras, there's like a lot of image compensation where they would like look down and the screen would have to like refocus or reset itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's that like black red. Yeah. That's picture. what really made me think of the VHS movies. Like Adam Winger kind of does that. That is that found footage that's one. his style for like a lower a quality footage, camera. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's good. It looks good. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it results in the camera constantly. Every image you're looking at is changing rather than the camera moving so much. Yeah. It's like the image itself is like changing and adjusting so much. I know. I actually want to watch that in slow motion and pause on some of those frames because we do get other weird images. I know. For split seconds. That's what's bugging me too about it is like. I think some of them were like, like I think at one time I saw it was like one of those stick figures 
like almost go full screen or for half the screen for a second. I, I feel like I saw it like as they're running, like some of the, just the trees were like suddenly those triangular stick figures. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it, it seemed like I bet there's any some moment, Easter eggs in there. I bet at, there's a few things that we should. Yeah. yeah. Like at any moment, things could change. I feel like, you know, uh, he could look at a wall and there was a door that wasn't there before. Like there's a window that wasn't there before. Right. I feel like that must have been happening the whole movie in some small way that I was missing. Yeah. 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 Um, for in terms of silliness, like part of the, some of the moments that really take um, away from it for me are like when the tents fly shoot up into the sky at one yeah. point. I'm like, what what is happening? here? Well, OK, that's it's good that you bring that up because that was for me. I was also at a moment. I was still waiting for things to happen, you know, mm-hmm. so like I didn't totally now you're that saying it, it off and get gets it going yeah like i kind of was thinking i'm um, like I, I was actually thinking about like you know the pneumatic pulley that yanked that tent into the sky and how it fell right in front of them like that's such a if you think of that as a person you know who just saw something terrifying yeah. you know a tent shoots into the air some person got we gotta talk about this bent in half yeah. terribly a nice little um like voodoo doll type of logic thing there yeah right? i feel like you brought this up in the um xx no not xx the um final girls episode when, about the snapping the figure yes because of um adam levine's character how he gets like adam levine in xx no 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 in final girls oh in final I girls corrected. yeah does in, he get folded yeah in? he gets like folded in half and i feel like you brought up blair Witch. i did yeah because it, it happens in a bunch of different movies it happens in like paranormal activity too just that classic yeah, like yeah. crunch crunch a person God. right at the base of the spine yeah and that was so good we didn't just we just didn't see that coming you know that was for me that was that's that where was it really that's kind of a, the that starting moment foot on the yeah. gas so that's when it happened and then so the tent's and, flying into the air like I was thinking about, yeah, like I said, like the crane or the pulley that made that happen. Mm. I'm like, that's kind of a cool effect for a found footage movie. And then it falls right in front of them and how that's such a terrifying image if you're running away and the, you know, this witch is somehow able to like throw the tent right in front of where you're running. Like, yeah, that's a really terrifying control of your environment. And it me personally, it makes me think of a bigger picture. I'm like, well, I mean, I couldn't do that. I couldn't orchestrate. I was trying to fuck with someone or like be the most horrifying terrible thing ever i couldn't get a tint out of the off the ground and then oh so as a moment of like as a moment of something malevolent that's like fucking with us yeah fuck like really it seemed like what was happening is it was like it would fuck with you fuck with you fuck with you fuck with you until the only choice you had was to go inside the house because it's right out there with you yeah you know it used different motivations to get the, the two different people who are left at the end Use the mm-hmm. sister to get the guy inside and it, freaked out the girl. Maybe outside. it's just that, like, all kind of the good Blair Witch scares, especially in the first one and for most of this one until that last segment, are things that the Blair, the Blair Witch does manipulate physical matter, but while people can't see and while they're not around. So people will wake up and stumble upon things. Things yeah. are like flying yes, you're right. in front of them. You know? The Blair Witch doesn't use that. If you determine that to be like an attribute or an ability, it doesn't like pick up a boulder and throw it at you. No, not at all. No, it's just like, you know, scratches your birthday into that stone Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. bottom part that hasn't been moved for a thousand years, something like that, right? I do love, though, the I love the weird time stuff in this one. I love how, yeah, like when all of a sudden Lane and the other girl, to me, that's kind of a a moment where it really starts going to where they show back up and they're like, it's not real. It's not real. Don't go to them. When was the last time you saw us? Like, it's been that five was like, days. That's like what is happening. That's like when to me it like moves into the realm of like high sci-fi, you know, like mm-hmm. taking on like, no, how long let's, let's check in with the rules right now. Like with everything that's happened, how mm-hmm. long since we spoke to them? Like, what do they know? How are they surviving? They look like they're doing better than us. Are they really yeah. like, you know, he's it's got so a logic great. that ha- doesn't even apply to these other, these other characters yet. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, like, yeah, that, that sent some adrenaline 
it's Talk a great, it's a great moment. It's yeah. so well performed. Yeah. And actually, I think that was a huge issue that people had with this one, the manipulation of time. For me, it felt like a natural extension. Like in the first one, the yeah. Blair Witch is manipulating space, and as is evidenced by them walking yep. around, and they just end up where they always were. They they keep hitting the same river. Yeah, and that's really effective here. Adam Winger's extending it, or Adam and Simon are extending it into time. Like the witch is always kind of messing around. Uh, like I mentioned when we were doing another episode, the daylight thing. That's is that how you interpreted it as well? Like when the sun. Like all of a sudden it's super yeah. bright for a few seconds and then it's dark again. Yeah, I um the way that you explained that, I thought it was gonna be like recurring themes so you could interpret that a little more throughout the movie, but then it sort of it's just kinda, once. You yeah. only saw it throughout the end because I think like the witch was keeping them like asleep mm-hmm. during like the whole day. So yeah. it wasn't necessarily like yeah, you described it as them like standing still, you know, in time like and it's time like going like really fast and then they miss the day and they're back in the night every time Mm -hmm. um which is sort of what that character was like kind of saying he's like the sun won't rise it's like it's like a general manipulation of time so it happens like in different ways like with with some people experiencing time faster or like existing for five days while the other ones weird because a few hours yeah because um lane grew a beard well for the at the end yeah he had a beard and uh the other main guy didn't yeah, no, they're no, they're unquestionably experiencing different. time at different levels. Exactly, like, that's... Lane. That's established at the first time when Lane stumbles on the campground and was like, "It's been five days." Because for him, it's been five days, but for the main yeah. protagonist, it's only been a few hours. Yeah, and but then it I... happens again at the end because the... Lane is like months. Yeah, the one uh, again at the end is the one that confirmed it for me because at first, if you're interpreting that like that, um, the witch is messing with time for them. Yeah. And, and, but how it's manifesting is that they're sleeping until like a certain time. It's like, oh, it's way later than I thought. So, like, theoretically, as far as I could tell, mm-hmm. they went to sleep another once or twice after that. But Lane, as far as we know, didn't, or he's like been operating this like continuous night. So, like, they may have slept through some of these days without even knowing about it. Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, then he would have grow, grow, he would have woken up with a little bit of facial hair too, whereas yes, Lane yeah. had like a little bit of a mustache and scruff yeah, even in the first time. Beard, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're and right. they didn't even sleep in between that time. Like they were with Lane and the other girl. All oh, right, it was and earlier they got back that to the campsite, and you're they right. just showed back up that yeah, same no, night. You're totally 100 percent right. Yeah. So he went through five days, and they were still on the same day that they celebrated. Yeah. When's the last time you saw us? Yeah. One thing I thought about this time, and I need to, I need to go back and watch the first one, and maybe watch this one again, is. When they're the last tent that they see, so tents fly up, tents crash down. But the last tent that they see before they hit the house, he's kind of like the main guy is kind of like puzzled and stares at it for a little bit longer. And you'd think they would have thrown in some kind of ADR. But I think that might have been the tent from the first one of the three of them, that same yellow tent. Because I don't remember. There was like an orangey tent in this one. At the I don't start. remember the yellow one either. Yeah. But I I think that maybe that second, that last tent that they see and the reason they pause on it is because it's the tent from the first movie. Like the the original three people, the yellow tent that they had. But I'd need to go back and check. Yeah. It. It's just a... And was there on top of that tent sitting on the ground? But what I feel like I saw was the tent poles in the shape of one of those. Oh, interesting. I, didn't, I feel like I, didn't I saw that. that. Yeah. Let us know, Scaredy Cats. I feel like I saw it. It was quick. I we never go back, so we're not going to go back mm-hmm. right now and determine. So, let us know. Adding on to that manipulation of space, though, is they had the nice little shot of the cracked tree that they saw at the start of the forest is just right outside the house. Yeah, that. Oh my god, that was so good. I I needed to like juggle that a little in my head. I'm like, have they been in the same spot the whole fucking time? Yeah, that's could be. Yeah. There's yep. no house here, but there is. Yep, yep, that fits. Just a fucked up forest. Thank you for saying that because I was I was wondering, but I didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, remember that broken log in this movie that's been in the woods the whole time? Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was utterly stupid, but yeah, you're right. They did really focus on it. 
Yeah. The fact that it was struck by lightning and burned from the inside and then they were right by it later. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I like I really like it. I like what he does with Great. the story. I, yeah. I have some issues with it, but I don't think it's as bad as people no way. make make it out to be. That's a really good horror movie. And like man, as a sequel even, I could like let's say I totally jump on like the most um aggressive of the Blair Witch fanboys and say like this is a terrible sequel. As a general reviewer, and this is as a general horror movie, yeah. I do not understand the reviews for this movie. Because I have avoided it like the plague for the fact that it's got terrible reviews. Well, the reviews actually aren't terrible. If I recall, they're like sitting at about 47 or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. That's which terrible. Which is, that's better than Dark Skies. That's yeah. better than Pandorum. I mean, it's better than a lot of movies. Yeah, but I've heard like of Blair Witch. I hadn't heard of either of those other two movies. I stumbled across them. And when they have a lower review and no one, like, no one cares about them, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I, th- I think it makes sense for me just because with a sequel, people have certain expectations and it's really hard to, unless it's something like Insidious and Conjuring where they really just kind of play and tap into the exact same um, kind of vibe and tone. Like the, con- the Insidious sequels and the Conjuring sequel are very similar to their original installments, at least in terms of atmosphere. Okay, they yeah, grow yeah. and they expand on it, but they don't necessarily betray the original in the ways that arguably this sequel portrays the first one you're right it does again but that's that's us you know taking it in as a sequel specifically yeah. and but we're like we're open we want we want like we're open to people experimenting and playing around with different ideas within a universe i am definitely like cloverfield is a huge example of that perfect yeah what's um, the score imdb five out of ten mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes 35 percent. oh i thought it was a little higher metacritic 47 percent that's terrible. It's That's not ter- the worst. Like it's, I mean, no, I guess not. But this is so much better than the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, like this it is, is. I love Dark Skies way more, but this is better than Dark Skies. You know, it's much. You better. like this movie better than Dark Skies? I like Dark Skies way better, but I think the intellectual in me will say, like, clearly, this is a better film. This mm-hmm. has had more thought put into it. Right. You know, this is man. This is this is so exciting to hear how much you like this movie. It's Especially really you good. Were so skeptical about it, like whenever I, it would come up. Let me just say. Let me just repeat myself verbatim. I avoided it like the plague <laughs> because of terrible reviews, which it has. Fucking Rotten Tomatoes is just the worst thing on earth right now. It's just every time it's yeah. so wrong, it pisses me off more. Yeah. Um, it seems to be most wrong for genre films. I guess horror yeah. films. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. No, it was a blast to wow, watch on the big screen. So too. so good. Yeah. Really? Oh, of course. That whole last because you can't. There's no escaping. No, no shutting down. No, like leaving the room when you're watching on that the big screen. But okay, so we were talking about this is like related to an off mic conversation. But we were talking about like VR and motion sickness. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that like a component when you're in the big screen, like watching a movie like this? That's so like so many different types of cameras. You know, handheld camera like per like first person perspective camera. The drone, like I guess there's not that much drone to like get fucked up with. No, yeah, but um, like. Did, it, did you find any sort of like... Um, no, I didn't get... I mean, that was a huge complaint about the first Blair Witch movie when it came out was everyone was like, it's way too... I get way too motion sick. I can't sit through this movie. It's impossible to watch. No one should ever film a movie like this. <laughs> but it, I have never seen Blair Witch on the big screen. I really look forward to doing that someday. But um, no, I never got motion sick okay. watching this one or the or first one. Cloverfield. I, or Cloverfield, yeah. Okay, yeah. Never, never really did a lot for me. I know a few people It's just did. stable enough that... I don't mind. Yeah, I was going to actually comment about that, like how it's like, in some moments, like to its detriment, a little overly stable for found footage. And the worst offender for it is um, when they had, when both of them had their, 
when I say both of them, I mean any two people in a conversation, when they both had their ear mic or ear cams on and were having basically a first person perspective looking at someone's face conversation. Yeah. Those are so awkward and terrible. They looked like. When they're just looking at each other talking? Yeah. Well, because that's like the most awkward way to frame a conversation is to have the, each person who's speaking looking directly into the lens. Into the lens. Man, maybe it's just and from watching so many different kinds of found footage, but that didn't, it doesn't really bother me in this one. Especially right before he goes into the house, you know, he's like, you know, that's why I'm here. You know, that's like, a weird moment. That where was they're, horrible. They're foggy and emotional. Yeah. And, like, I get it. It's like, take a beat. Like, yeah. let's try to reclaim our sanity. Like we're losing it. Clearly yeah. something's wrong, but let's just yeah. take a quick little moment here. Yeah. And I think they, they should have been some movement, something that was that mm-hmm. was gross to me. I kept expecting it. something to jump up like behind one of them, right? Because it's yeah. like the volume's cutting down, or, it's flipping back and forth, or something even behind one of them, some crazy lightning strike, or some crazy tree falling down. Anything to like distract yeah. from how awkward it was to be staring like <laughs> so directly into people's faces back and forth. A lot of trees falling, and interesting that we just never hear from that one guy again yeah we don't even like with the other girl who's getting the drone we see her like pulled and dragged off quickly but the guy we just don't nothing we don't well, get we, have anything i feel like i assume he's dragged off like that's what we see in that last moment he we kind of see something like do we see a drag off i don't we don't see a direct drag off but like if we even threw it on right after this like mm-hmm. he the way that they can't right when that um walkie talkie goes off right at the end it seems like he's found and the camera moves very quickly right in the last second. Right. Like something quickly happens. And yeah. it, to me, the impression I got, and I can't totally verbalize it, but is that a big thing above him reached in and dragged him out. Right. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It, or the witch just found him and dragged yeah. him. The walkie-talkies are fun. They make a fun, exciting component about it. Yeah. I loved, I, I made a comment about how like you can never not have that joke where the person won't respond until you say over, over the yeah. first time you introduce a walkie talkie. It's just mandatory. And you have to featuring walkie talkies. Yep. You got to go like, here's the walkie talkie over. It's like, great. Now we know there's a walkie talkie. Say over, please. Over. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that really bugged you. <laughs> that made me nervous. I'm like, Oh, is just being dumb. this critical about a walkie talkie joke this early <laughs> in the movie. Is he going to be able to take the rest of it? Yeah. But I mean, those are the things I can be critical about. Like, a you know the silly um direct looking into the camera for the emotional moments and the silly exposition of walkie-talkie delivery mm-hmm. those are pretty minor yeah for like uh, and and a pretty slow intro i think i like it but it's hard to get through a little bit i wonder if the end would be as effective though if we didn't if the movie didn't start off by trying to make us like as comfortable and laid back as, and I wonder, no, I, I wonder about the first one because it's been a little while since I've seen it. Like if it does a similar thing, if it's very paced and calm. Because I remember they spend like a lot of time at the start in the town. They film like the graveyard. Yeah, they have a couple yeah. nights of drinking. You're right. If anything, like there, the amount of parallels with the first one bothers me a little bit. Like that he hits kind of the same notes a lot. Like oh yeah, they're drinking this night before. The, even the way that they're shooting some of the scenes in the hotel is kind of similar. Like to me, it's like it's, don't worry about it. You don't need to do the exact same. You can have you can be a little looser with it. But yeah, you know. so you gotta put that in Wingard's hands and see like what does why is he doing it that way? Is it because he wants to be faithful to the fans? Or is it because he wants to like rely on the source yeah. material? And I mean, we should be talking about Simon Bartlett because yes, he's the one who's, he, he's the one who he's, writes it, not Adam Wingard. Yeah, exactly. And, and well, I mean, um, Adam Wingard being. Um, sort of the behind what we see he's shooting it yeah he's shooting it but the 
yeah, the writer is responsible yeah. for like the how the movie is going to progress more or less. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's so effective too to have like the two locals um, be revealed that oh no, they actually are out of their depth too. That yeah. while they the movie starts off and they give the impression to the others that we're the authorities, we know our way around the woods, we know what's going on. You later find out they've never the yes they've gone beyond the fence, but never at night. They've never spent a night beyond it. Yeah, and they know. And even there's this wonderful moment where. Um, the girl's looking at Lane and she's like, are you sure this is a good idea? Like as they're crossing the river, remember? Yeah. It's like yeah. this moment where it's like, she says it to him. Yeah. Yeah. On their idea. cameras. You're like, right. Should we actually be doing this? Like, should we know better than this? And we should not be doing this, but they're young and naive. And even though they, they were raised it. in this town, they just desperately want to satisfy their own curiosity and the online community they're part of. Darknet six 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 is their avatar, <laughs> right? They yeah. want to be able to show, like, look, this is what we've seen out there. We've gone to yeah. the belly of the beast, which is the what makes the um, funny is not the right word, but like what makes that sh- uh, scene where they wake up for the first time and those fake stick yeah. I- idols are all out- outside. And he's like, I want to get a shot of it. Like, and he's being so aggressive about like wanting to shoot it all and film it all. You guys should take pictures. Yeah. He's trying to get them excited about it. Mm-hmm. The thing that he did, because yeah. he was basically trying to get, use them to get Boost the whole thing online. Exactly. Yeah. Portfolio ego. Yeah. So a little earlier, um, we were just sitting in here between um, watching the movie and recording again. And there was some weird sound in the kitchen. Did you hear that? Yeah. It was a nice crack. It fit. Um, it, it was a nice setup for watching this movie. I think. It really did fit the the aesthetic. I think the demon yeah. maybe was inspired. The, the demon here in your apartment. Oh, yeah. We haven't checked in with that thing in a little while. I know. I was thinking that. And then today, maybe made a little made sound. Made a little sound. Said hi. What up? Um, yeah, but that, that crack... Like, it's a nice, consistent soundscape throughout the whole movie. Like, just yeah. the cracking of trees, the falling of trees. And this weird, um, like, moaning in the distance or, like, radio static. This weird... You can't quite tell which it is. Yeah. And it's constantly flipping over to which one it is. Yeah. That was good, too. Like, that high-frequency sound into, like, weird screaming. Or you could yeah. never... Your mind and your ears couldn't really place yeah, what Yeah, and then there's rain falling and trees cracking, so you can never quite place. Is there something in the distance happening? Mm-hmm. And she says early on, it's like, sound travels weird in these woods. Yeah, oh, far. They, it, yeah, yeah, that's such a weird line. She's like, "Oh, sound can travel really far in the woods." I'm like, "What? No, it can't." <laughs> what are you talking about? You're wrong. <laughs> Chris Vandenberg knows about wood sounds, but the the whole like one of the things that's so terrifying about the first one that isn't in here at all is the children. Like the children victims of the witch play such a great, exciting part of the first yeah, one. That was barely mentioned in this in, one in both the sounds because you hear kids laughing when they're in their tent in the middle of the night, which is one of the most terrifying things. Yeah, in that first one, and all the handprints on the wall are like clearly children in the first one. And here they look and like kind of bigger handprints. I don't know. I think maybe they are like, maybe it's the same, like the kids who have in spirit grown up since the original event, you know, something like that. But yeah. I mean, I feel like I was seeing little handprints. I think it might've been cool. Kind of the same. Yeah. 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 It, I uh, want to hear, I want to, I want to hear like a long interview with these two and just have them go into like what they think of the story of the first one and what they thought was good things to add and how they expanded yeah. and what they wanted to build on and yeah and this is completely from my perspective but kudos to adam wingard and uh simon barrett simon barrett for showing the witch that was great that's amazing we're praising it and i love it people hate that that's what they hate most about this movie and i i totally get it i totally get that there's some movies like um welcome back to dave's game corner mm-hmm. um i that's it. Um, that would be a small reveal uh, in Halo if they ever showed his face. Really, that would get me. And they're going to the do- his. Everyone knows 
Who? I don't know. Master Chief. Everyone knows. Don't and Master Chief is a figure that you don't see in Halo ever? You only see... You see him wearing his helmet at all times. And he's the greatest hero of all time. You never is ever the protagonist see his face. Or... Again, everyone who's tuning into Dave's Game, Game Corner knows, but yes, he's the protagonist. So you play Master Chief? <laughs> yeah. And you just never see his face? Never. Okay. He's always wearing his, his helmet with that orange visor. Um, but I mean, while I'm on the topic, or while I'm, while we're in the corner here, um, I also wanted to mention about like just the, the trees and the night and the flashlight. This this movie is like basically Slender Man. Have you ever... I know the legend of Slender Man. I didn't know there was a video game. Yeah, they they made a game, and he kind of look the witch kind of looks like Slenderman. Yeah, that's that really. I didn't want to say it too much, and I feel like that might be a cheap thing to say. And everybody's probably said it on the internet already. I think like, there's a Slenderman movie coming out this fall. There is or next spring. Yeah, they made they made two games by the way. They made a game that was really shitty that someone just made in their basement, and then they tried to make a real like you know Xbox uh, PlayStation Marketplace game. Cool, but they're both have twenty minutes of oh shit and then it's over but hmm. at first slender man the first time you ever play it you're just walking through the woods and eventually in the distance you see him right and that's just yeah. like when you see the witch near the house no i think i think the wish is the revealing of the witch is completely judicious they don't do it too much they yeah. give you just a little bit enough to, for it to be scary and not not be like not think that it's too cheesy like i think it's I very effective the way they do it yeah and the, like i imagine them in that basement like staring in the corner like knowing it's there mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know how to describe it but like it's there it's this beast it's a real thing and it can just fucking take you instant fucking and it uses all its little tricks to get you to look because it'll only take a sacrifice right like that was so good the concept that you just needed to let your guard down for one second and you wouldn't see anything at that point it would just be over yeah and that was a terrifying last like few minutes and like seeing sort of the witch's body movement when the camera saw it for the first time it's like no mm-hmm. you know yeah that it needs to trick you still so like then it hid and we didn't see it again yeah that was great other than when she's in the tree getting the drone because then it's like it i don't know if you saw this too but when she's kind of reaching up for it it looks like there's yeah, like kind a, of a hand coming out punches, punches her, down. her down yeah you know what i mean or like slaps no her or, or something or something yeah slaps like her down falls is like knocked out or dead and then drags off the body yeah yeah yeah, so that's a little more direct, <laughs> but uh, you know, sometimes sometimes that witch just gets gets right to business. But what killed she likes her game? What killed that person is like them falling. You know, it wasn't down the tree. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, yeah, yeah. You can't totally tell exactly what happened there. I thought but it did I look like too, a hand slapping it stupidly. I thought I wondered too if they were playing on like with that tree that the drone went into and her climbing up the tree and then getting slapped down the idea that they were talking about earlier of the witch being hung way up high in the tree and the rocks like are what stretched out her limbs. And that's why she does look like slender man. Yeah. That's the limbs are hung out there. So I was like, wondering, oh, is this supposed to be the tree that she was in? And that's why she got the drone to go there, get the person up, knock her down. Could be. It, yeah. It could be part of it is they didn't really play on that aesthetic. Like if she like landed weirdly or something like that. No, but no, it, they didn't do a lot of like gruesome deaths or anything. No, it's well. It wants to leave as much to your imagination. Yeah, the most just, graphic one is stabbing Lane in the neck with the knife, and that's pretty tame. Yeah. Well, no, the gore. most graphic one is the girl getting pretzeled, folded in half. But even then, it's like you see a little blood trickle out of her mouth. It's just the most horrifying yeah. thing about it is her legs are by her side. Well, yeah, <laughs> that she's in half and her spine is broken in the middle, and that that happened instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. One of those two is the worst. That couple didn't do well. Let's put it that way. No. They, What's their username they were again? Doomed. 
um something darknet 666 a little on the nose <laughs> yeah they Simon, didn't do but, so well know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll forgive it a little on the nose all right let's go to instagram comments huh instagram comments popcorn and pnm underscore blog said and these are all comments on our funny games episode okay my thoughts on Michael Pitt are that he is amazing at everything he does. He doesn't seem to give a shit about fame and just loses himself in whoever he plays. And similarly, Nemi worshiper, who's Nemi? I don't know, but they got Praise one me. worshiper at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Don't know much about Michael Pitt as a person, but I think he's a very talented actor. I always enjoy his performances and he's really great in funny games. So just straight up praise for Michael Pitt. Yeah, so that counters that counters what I tend to say about Michael Pitt is that he's weird and creepy. And I think we're getting so many direct responses because the way you wrote the description, Dave writes the descriptions that are posted on Instagram and Facebook for our episodes. And the way you wrote that description, you said um, you ended it with saying like, "What are our thoughts on Michael Pitt?" Question mark. Yeah. And I think both the worshippers of Nemi and those who blog about popcorn and PNM took that as an invitation to like just give direct thoughts about Michael Pitt. Yep, I so, think that's exactly what happened. But yeah. uh, I'm going to reiterate my stance in case you guys didn't hear it. Um, but uh, I think he's weird. And? <laughs> I think I, I think he's... Um, the Brad Pitt's brother. The younger brother of Brad Pitt. <laughs> those are Dave's thoughts. I'm all, I'm with you guys. I'm with you worshippers and yeah. bloggers. Seems like you I'm guys are right. Michael Pitt fan. Yeah, it seems like he's a great... And I love him in Boardwalk Empire. We've talked about that. Like I think he's yeah. great. I really do, but... I mean, he fucking creeps me out every time I see him. Yeah, I think that's what's so effective. Maybe, yeah. All right, so also, again, on our uh, funny games uh, post, uh, Lisa Mex comments, this is in my top five least favorite movies ever. Whoa. Whoa. My dad literally flipped the table when the remote control scene happened. Absolute crap. First of all, thank you. Thank you for giving negative feedback. I've wanted some for a long time, and yeah. it's nice to hear if you hate a movie. Please, Scaredy Cats, let us know what movies we choose that you don't like. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe Blair Witch will be one that we do get a lot of people I think we might. comments. <laughs> and if so, please articulate what you specifically hate about Blair Witch so we could get into it yeah. a little bit more. And it's very fascinating specifically on Funny Games because that scene that they're talking about, the uh, remote control scene, that in our own discussion was like a, uh, a tipping point in the movie where you have to then begin to reconcile what's happening. It's like kind of right? the heart of the whole movie. That's exactly. One of the essential moments of it. So, so hearing if that you, if someone, you're not on board with that, then you're not going to like the movie. Yeah. And hearing that it's going to put this movie in someone's least five favorite ever. And it's going to stick in their head forever. Like, cause least five is just as in your brain as your best five right like are they a, i can't i can't i don't know if i could on the spot think of my least if, five well I, I know but if you heard the title of one of your least f- favorite movies then ever you'd be like, you go, yes, i fucking hate i that. did hate that movie yeah and you what's the name of the person um lissomex lissomex please uh let us know your other four i'm yeah, curious let's hear the other four i want to know if funny games is down there what else did you hate please uh send us a private message or just comment on that funny games post yeah. again and we'll we'll list out your five worst films yeah and i'll move past this pretty soon but like also the concept of funny games among all the movies like funny games making a comment on the viewer itself like a little bit i love the fact that people hate it you know that the movie is like hey you this is what you're like i'm like fuck you yeah you know i kind of really like that about it but i I want to hear the negative saying i don't think they're saying fuck you at that commentary level i think they're saying fuck you as just a tr- like an idea for a movie of like a character rewinding yeah. it like they're I not even like when that happened yeah yeah fair enough but I, I love the concept that that's what the movie is in my mind it's one of the most like fuck with the viewer movies that the, you know that i can think of and that viewers get mad it like i like that a lot 
Um, and we also have another comment here um, from Bruise and Blood. That's a good name. Uh, God, I love that scene where they break the fourth wall. So awesome. So just <laughs> complete opposite reactions here. It, it is a polarizing movie for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. As is evident by our comments. All those comments so much. Yeah. Um, check out Funny Games. It's just so exciting. Such a great movie. Yeah. And leave more comments. We are on all the social media, all the big social medias now. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. We're on all the ones that matter at the very least. Uh, yeah. Except for and Pinterest. Did, did you say Twitter? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because we're Twitter. not on Pinterest. Um, Yet. What else are we missing? <laughs> what else is a social media, popular social media thing that we're not on? Does uh, Tumblr count? Webkins. Webkins. We have a demon webkin that we can just. <laughs> um, MySpace. We should get a MySpace going. <laughs> I'd love that. Oh, that is great. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll make the top six just our favorite movies. All right. So I think top six is now like top 15 or something insane. Text Chris Dave saw MySpace coming soon. Oh, yes. <laughs> Add us. Knock Tom out of there. There's room for us in your top six. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to another stupid episode of the Text Chris Dave saw massacre. Woo! I am David Stoneborough. I am Chris Vandenberg. And as always, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns, chaos reigns. Tossing tents like confetti, chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. See you next time. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> Scaredy cats. Another one bites the blit. Uh, another one bites the witch. Another one bites the witch. <laughs>